everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes, um, the podcast where Briar is hopefully remembering not to sand his cosplay while he's talking. I will be sanding my cosplay, uh, but hopefully not while I'm talking. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want you guys to have to deal with me talking with like a underneath because that <laughs> feels i almost just started sanding as i was speaking that's this is great i'm doing great hello we're off to an extremely good start <laughs> this is this is what i get for saying i will do at least one small thing for this costume every single day <laughs> including the day that i have podcast but not while i am speaking on the podcast unless i forget because you know how it goes where you have something in your hand and it's just like a repetitive task that you don't have to think about and so you just are doing that and then it's like, ah, <laughs> my audio. Boy, do I ever. I've definitely been multiple times recording despite the fact that in my brain I'm like, don't make sounds while you're talking. I just see something on my desk and I'm like, oh. Time for me to touch this and move it around. I really should just, like, completely clear off my desk every time I start recording. <laughs> There's dice up here. That's dangerous. That is, that's really the greatest danger. Anyways, uh, today we're talking about another character I am a little surprised we have not touched on yet. Um... Namor Mackenzie. <laughs> Mr. Mackenzie. It I like how we're just suddenly talking about Namor the Submariner because I was scrolling around on the Marvel characters directory and I found out that he does canonically have a last name. <laughs> Mr. Mackenzie. Mr. Mackenzie. Truly a baffle if honestly i'm glad that you were doing that before we recorded this because if i had encountered that fact while i was preparing for this episode it would have been all i talked about the whole time it would have been like <laughs> do you know he had a last name this motherfucker he's been namor mckenzie the whole time I mean, to be fair, I also did not know that he had a human father. <laughs> so, like, yeah. surprises all around finding out that he has a last name. I was <laughs> like, wait, why does he have a last name? And then I looked him up and they're like, his father, Mr. McKenzie. And I'm like, holy shit. Human dad? <laughs> why? why is he out here just like, I hate the surface? All of you are terrible. Was his dad, like, that bad? <laughs> Did his dad really suck? Um, god. Um, part of the reason it's, um, surprising, uh, we have not, uh, talked about this fool is that he was possibly the first ever Marvel character. Um. That's wild to think about <laughs> right this this is this is what's setting the tone for marvel comics is namor mckenzie um he was created by bill everett who 
came up with the concept, wrote and drew, drew the original appearances. He originally created him for like a weekly strip uh, that did not end up being published or released. Uh, and then he used him for the first, <laughs> the first issue of Marvel Comics, which was the title of a comic that was published by Timely Comics, but Timely Comics would then go on to become Marvel Comics, the company. That's so much. <laughs> it's so... It's such a confusing way for things to have happened. Um, but yeah, he um, made his first appearance in the first issue of the first comic published by this company that would go on to become Marvel. Uh, and in uh, the Golden Age, while they were publishing under Timely Comics, it was like Namor, uh, Captain America, and uh, the original Human Torch, like the robot version, who were kind of their three biggest characters. Um, Bill Everett uh, had said that he was partly inspired by, um, he, like, heard about this, like, concept of the original Human Torch and, like, was inspired by it to be like, oh, there's a fire guy. I should make a water guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta. So he came up, uh, he came up with Namor. He came up with the name um, because it is, the word Roman spelled backwards, and uh, he wanted kind of a, you know, regal, like, ancient-sounding name. Uh, <laughs> so instead of getting, like, an actual Roman name, he's just, like, Roman, but backwards. But I mean, backwards. Namor does sound ancient-sounding and also, I wouldn't say regal, but I would say fantasy. <laughs> It does, it does, it sounds like a, a guy from a mysterious underwater kingdom. Um, he also, so this, this is something that I'm also not sure of. I did reading comics. I pronounced it Namor for, cause I was just reading it. I am pretty sure it's Namor. I've definitely heard many other people say Namor, so I'm going to trust them. I also have never been sure if it's Submariner, like Submarine, like Submariner, sub Submariner, like the Decemberists song. <laughs> I like saying Submariner because it um, sounds like he is so I, Submarine. <laughs> are you looking it up? No. Okay. I just Thank you. I just like for I, I just like saying submariner. <laughs> it is it is fun to say. I'll probably end up saying both while we're recording this. Um fair and valid. Yeah. So another interesting thing about Namor is that uh right from his very first appearance, he is he's kind of an anti-hero 
before anti-heroes were like a really big thing in comics. Um, throughout his extremely long history, um, <laughs> Namor has, has fluctuated kind of a lot from being like he's like he's he's been a very like straightforward ally to like superheroes. Like he's been on the X Men. He's like been on he's been on the Defenders. I can't I am not sure if he's been on the Avengers, but he has helped the Avengers many times. And then occasionally just straight up like he's like working with Doctor Doom or something. Like just a, a huge variety on how much you can trust Namor to help you. And regardless, even when he is working with the good guys, he is, maybe the thing he is most known for is being extremely difficult to get along with. Um, even, like, I don't know if, like, more so than, like, other famously difficult to get along with characters like Tony um, and Reed Richards and Hank Pym. Um, but it's, like, those guys are all kind of, like, extremely, like, they're, like, super geniuses first. Like, that's the first thing that people usually think of. And it's, like, and also they have terrible personalities. Namor is kind of usually the first thing that people talk about when they talk about Namor is how much of a jerk he is. I do love that for him, though. Sometimes, I do love it for him. Sometimes your whole thing is just being a dick. Sometimes sometimes you're just not very nice to other superheroes. I sometimes gotta, I gotta go free Loki. Oh, okay. He is free. <laughs> yes. Free the boy. <laughs> yes. So in his very early appearances, um Namor was like basically doing eco-terrorism <laughs> like he um he attacked like like navy ships or like you know different things that were like polluting the ocean um he, you know what uh, good for him fought that like the human torch because the human torch was trying to stop him from <laughs> sinking manhattan underwater um now Manhattan I cannot get behind but (laughs) if he wants to like take out an oil rig or the navy (laughs) listen we we love an anti-capitalist king also Um, I feel like sinking Manhattan would make more problems for him yeah (laughs) you're like ah shit all this stuff is in the ocean now Ah, beans. I hate it. Um, his backstory, I believe from the beginning, uh, is that his mother is, uh, Atlantean. She was, uh, the daughter of the Emperor of Atlantis. Although I think, I think early on it's not described, like, specifically as Atlantis. It's just an underwater sea kingdom. Um, <laughs> Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and his mother um, falls in love 
with a human uh, sailor while she's supposed to be spying on him and his ship uh, for the Atlanteans. Um, he ends up, uh, there's, like, the Atlanteans are, like, worried she doesn't come back. They assume she's been kidnapped. They attack the ship. Um, they end up killing Namor's father. Um, they bring his mother back to Atlantis, uh, where she gives birth, uh, to Namor, who most of the Atlanteans are blue-skinned. Uh, Namor obviously has more of, like, a, a, a humanoid, like, white skin tone. He's white. Uh, because he is half human. Um, he also has a bunch of abilities that don't have anything to do with him being half human that are later established as him being a mutant. And he gets kind of like, even though technically he's not like, like a, a homo superior mutant, he's, he still counts the same way that like Shatterstar counts as a mutant because he like has a mutation even though he's an alien <laughs> or like warlock from new mutants yeah <laughs> exactly his mutation is that he's nice <laughs> <laughs> he has the niceness mutation um so namor eventually uh you know grows up and becomes prince of atlantis uh, he has, um, these, uh, you know, obviously he has the Atlantean abilities to, uh, survive underwater, to swim really fast, um, to communicate, um, with underwater creatures. Um, he has super strength, like, definitely significantly stronger than almost all other Atlanteans. Obviously, it's comics, so they have to introduce, like, some Atlantean guys who are like, this one's even stronger. Um, he, um, lives for a really long time, so it's established, basically, once he's kind of reintroduced to comics, they, like, keep his golden age origin, and they're just like, yeah, he's just been alive for a really long time. Um, He's just vibing. Um, he can also fly, which no other Atlantean can do. Um, <laughs> Humans can't do that has, either. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has in his most of his appearances, he has these little um, these little ankle wings, like uh, like Hermes, like ankle wings uh, that he uses to fly despite the fact that like that ob obviously that wouldn't work um at some point at some point <laughs> I, I just feel like somebody told him that the ankle wings are why he can fly and he just believed them and then like yeah. later like something happens and he's like oh no i can't fly and then he just still can and then it's a very dumbo like you didn't need the ankle wings the whole time it was in you all along <laughs> it was the power was inside you um 
but uh, at, at some point, I think in like the 70s, he does lose the ankle wings and he can't fly anymore, which is it's ridiculous, but he gets he gets them back. Like, obviously, we need to have this extremely silly part of this extremely silly design. Otherwise, how are we going to know it's Namor? It could be literally any guy with um pointy ears and a very sharp widow's peak wandering around in... Naked. Absolutely nothing but underpants. <laughs> that could be anybody. Absolute icon. But, uh... Yeah, so he's introduced, he has this backstory where he's, uh, you know, half human, half Atlantean. Um, if that sounds familiar, it's because it's basically exactly the same as Aquaman's backstory when they rewrote it in, I think, the Silver Age. <laughs> um, so hey, hey, can Arthur just be Namor? It's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, but he, uh, in his first appearances, he does a bunch of eco-terrorism, which, again, like, people enjoy. Like, he's, like, a popular, like, well-received character. So, like, even in 1940, like, people were, were down <laughs> to read about this this submarine man just, like... Causing massive amounts of property damage. Uh, <laughs> Just people like, oh good man, for him. Did, did you see that Namor took out an, ale, an oil rig? Yeah, down with the system. <laughs> we should all <laughs> learn how to fly and swim real good and communicate with marine mammals and take down oil rigs. Hell yes. Um, he teams up with, uh, he has a cousin, uh, Namora, who was named after him. Uh, she is also half human, half Atlantean. Um, he has another, uh, cousin named, uh, Namoro. Dorma. Dang it. Who, he does romance at some point. Sir. Um, which, I mean... I get that they're, like, royalty or whatever, and it's kind of like that. Um, Wish it wasn't. But also, hey, comics, you, you don't gotta. Comics, you, you, you have fictional royalty. They don't have to be, like, historical royalty. It's fine. Yeah. They truly do not have to. Um, Namora, at some point, ends up having a clone daughter uh, named... Namorita. <laughs> and guys, you you can come up with a different kind of name. Little Namor. I I know I know it runs in the family, but it does it does get a little bit confusing. Um Namorita uh I think is she's on the new warriors and she's like uh part of the the whole disaster that ends up um starting the civil war uh sorry namorita um but he uh teams up with uh his cousins he also um interacts with a 
policewoman um, named Betty Dean, uh, who he ends up uh, befriending and sort of respecting, despite his uh, deep, deep, deep distaste for all surface dwellers. <laughs> um, and dogs and barrels. Ridiculous. Um, Betty is the one who ultimately uh, convinces him to help uh, the other, like, superheroes who are helping the allies in World War II. And he says no multiple times. He's like, it's not my problem. This is a stupid human war. I'm not getting involved. Uh, Eventually ends up joining uh, the invaders, which was the team of, like, Steve, Bucky, Android Human Torch, and the Human Torch's sidekick, Toro. And he uh, helps them out in all of the kind of, you know, various uh, Nazi-punching adventures that that comics went on in the 40s. Um, He is, like, pretty affected uh, by the war. Um, At some point he um he he like loses a friend uh during world war ii and at some point he like i think this was like a recent thing that they introduced where he starts basically like hallucinating the ghost of this friend and then there was like there was a lot of recent stuff that I was trying to wrap my head around where it's like, oh, he's hallucinating the ghost of his friend, but then the ghost of his friend is also, like, taking control of his actions and, like, doing things behind his back. Um, so, uh, that's how PTSD works, if you were wondering. Sometimes you do... <laughs> Get um, possessed by the ghost of your friend? Yeah, exactly. That's uh that's how it happens. Comics uh comics explained it to me. Um he uh also it's established that during this kind of time period the invaders uh go to Wakanda at the time where uh T'Challa's father is still king, but Namor uh Meeting T'Challa has, like, kind of, like, they, uh, have a very, like, long history with each other. Um, I believe Namor is supposed to show up in Black Panther 2, which is exciting. Um, but the two of them have, like, a very long history of, like, teaming up, uh, and, uh, you know, finding some... Namor being able to find some modicum of respect for T'Challa because he's T'Challa, but also he's, like, also a king of, you know, a kind of, like, isolated kingdom. And sometimes teaming up, sometimes working together, occasionally uh, more aggressive rivalry, uh, occasionally Namor betraying T'Challa by, like, I think, like, during, like, the Phoenix Force stuff, he, like, 
tries to like invade Wakanda. Uh, but they, they've, they've had, they've had a lot of ups and downs. Shows up to your country with an army, like, nothing personal, but. Listen, um, after, uh, sort of like Captain America, after his Golden Age, uh, adventures, he doesn't show up again for a little while, uh, and then... In the fourth issue of Fantastic Four, uh, in the early 60s, he is, uh, found by, uh, the Human Torch, the current Human Torch, um, having, like, lost his memory, um, and basically, like, wandering homeless, uh, around New York. And the Fantastic Four find him. Uh, they're able to help him get his memory back. And then he discovers that, uh, Atlantis has basically been destroyed by nuclear testing. Um, and I, like, I think most of the Atlanteans, like, survived and evacuated and have, you know, kind of scattered throughout the ocean. Uh, but... You know, he's pretty mad. He's pretty mad. As as would as, anybody. As as would anybody be. Probably especially Namor, guy who's known for getting extremely mad about this kind of thing. Um he uh then spends a lot of these kind of sixties appearances, like almost primarily as a villain because it's like he uh swears revenge on humanity uh he shows up a few more times um in Fantastic 4 enacting various schemes to you know destroy humanity or destroy you know do more eco-terrorism or that kind of thing um during one of these early Fantastic Four appearances, um, he's like, all right, I'll stop, but only if Sue Storm comes back to Atlantis with me and marries me. Uh, and she's like, okay, I guess, if it will, like, save humanity. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't want you to be, like, uh, okay about it. Never mind. Uh, but it kicks off, like, an extremely long-running romantic tension uh, between Sue and Namor, where he's, like, frequently depicted as, like, kind of, like, the main potential romantic rival uh, to Reed. At one point, she does, like, separate from Reed and, like, go and actually, like, live with Namor. Um, I... <laughs> which is just... <laughs> Like, <laughs> Sue, what are what are you thinking? I can fix him. I, like, no, I love I love Sue. So baffled by her taste in men, just completely. Um, God, he also, I we I think we talked about this with Emma. He does also have a romantic history with Emma Frost, who I'm also like Emma. What what are you doing? <laughs> With your taste in men. Um, 
He, Maybe I think, it's just I think, one of those things where it's like they hate each other so much it works. They're just like so, they make each other so mad the entire time. Um, I mean, it's it's entirely possible. Um, I think the thing with him and Emma is introduced later because they're both um, on like Norman Osborn's like evil team during Dark Reign, but I think they're both like secretly working against him and it's like oh yeah we have like the history from when i was like in the hellfire club and it's just like can you imagine being scott summers and being like emma really him really it's very funny um he uh teams up with uh dr doom briefly and magneto briefly uh, briefly, because, again, he is very difficult to get along with. Um, <laughs> I like how both Magneto and Doctor Doom are like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Yeah, we we are not dealing with this. Um, and this also sort of establishes something like a little bit closer to his current personality, where he, like, speaks in like a very kind of you know elevated like almost shakespearean like way um and he has this uh he's he's a bastard but he's a bastard in kind of like a you know holier than thou royalty way which has like mostly persisted but like again it's established that he does like he has like a code and like things that are important to him and most of the stuff he's doing is to like either protect or get revenge for his people um he uh ma- or he is plans to marry his cousin again sure um but she gets uh like kidnapped and another uh like, an evil princess pretends to be her at the wedding in a very little mermaid way. Um, and, uh, Dorma ends up dying. And I think Roy Thomas was like, I didn't want Namor to be married. I thought that would be lame. It's like, <laughs> why did all of you, why do all of you hate superheroes getting married so much? Um, who knows, truly? Yeah. He um teams up with the Defenders uh and the Avengers. Um and then in like the 90s maybe um which I I think um initially written by John Byrne, he gets like a solo series um where he uh becomes like CEO of a company that's like dedicated to, you know, uh reducing pollution. Um it also introduces this concept that like partly um part of the reason he is the way that he is is because he <laughs> like his like half-human, half-Atlantean physiology gives him 
mental illness. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, if he like spends too long either like on land or in water, um, he starts to get like emotionally unstable. And that's why he's so short-tempered and aggressive with everybody all the time. Um, I saw, like, I saw a couple things that, like, described him as being bipolar. And I don't know if that's, like, something that is canonical. Like, they actually, like, use the word, like, yeah, he has, like, bipolar disorder. Or if it's, like, them kind of insensitively describing the way <laughs> he has a lot of mood swings. Um, it's, like, possible that, like, more recently, especially when they did the whole, like, dead friends, PTSD, evil ghost possession thing, that they actually did talk about it. Uh, but I'm not sure. Um, he also, um... He ends up, he, Namor's the one who, um, brings, uh, Danny Rand back from the dead, Iron Fist, after, like, he hasn't, like, shown up for a while. For some reason, Namor is in Kunlun, and he just, like, <laughs> brings Danny back. He's like, I found him. Anyways, <laughs> never ask me for anything again. <laughs> <laughs> Namor just shows up. You're welcome leaves <laughs> <laughs> he uh also uh sponsors uh heroes for hire with some of his uh his oracle ink money um the illuminati um the concept um of <laughs> the marvel concept of the illuminati the um group of secret superheroes who all come together to make secret decisions like we should send the hulk into outer space um that the like the concept is introduced in like the 2000s but it's established it's kind of existed for a while uh and Namor obviously is part of that in fact at one point he leaves the illuminati because he's like you guys have too many morals and it's holding you back. I'm going to make my own new worse Illuminati. Um, my own Illuminati with no morals and no scruples and everybody gets to do whatever they want. Nothing could go wrong. Um, he uh, joins a... Uh, joins the X-Men. He, uh, gets approached by them to be like, hey, you know, you're, you're a mutant. You've helped us out before. We've always, like, kind of considered you a mutant, even if you don't fit, like, the technical definition. Do you want to be on the X-Men? Um, and he, uh, joins the X-Men, and he's there, um, for, like, the utopia stuff uh and then he's there for the phoenix force thing uh where the phoenix force like fractures itself into a uh like five pieces and he gets one of the pieces it's 
him, Scott, Emma, um, Ileana, and Piotr. And him and Emma are like, this is great. Let's go fuck a bunch of stuff up. Which is where I think the, the uh, <laughs> Wakanda thing ends up happening. Great, uh, great job, guys. It, do- it does not last super long. He's the first one to, like, lose his, his piece of the Phoenix Force. Which makes narrative sense because he's the one that's least connected to the X-Men to begin with. Um, yeah, so he and Emma are also working together during the, uh, the Dark Reign Cabal stuff. Um, he also, um, oh my god, the 2010s had so many whack storylines. Um, he, uh, helps, uh, Bucky, like, rebel against the Hydra Captain America when that whole thing goes down. Woof. Uh, (laughs) he and, and Steve also have, like, kind of a history. I mean, obviously, because they were both in, like, World War II together. So a lot of the times, even when uh, Namor is working against the Avengers, Steve has been like, hey, buddy, come on. (laughs) You don't, you don't gotta do this. And, uh, more recently, um, that, uh, whole, uh, extremely unhinged storyline about how he was, um, hallucinating the ghost of his dead, um, army buddy, and, uh, now, (laughs) in, like, the late 2010s, he, they're really like, okay, Namor's gonna, (laughs) we're gonna go back to full evil. He's just, he's gonna be extremely evil now, for a while, and he's gonna, uh, hallucinate the ghost of his dead friend and the ghost of his dead friend is also going to be doing additional evil behind his back so it's fun fun and normal stuff um (laughs) he also um shows up in uh what's it called new agents of atlas uh where he uh he fights um fights the new agents of atlas he <laughs> fights amadeus cho my beloved baby boy um because he uh blames them for the theft of this um atlantean like guardian uh dragon uh and he fights them ends up kind of clearing things up uh, and eventually working with them, although it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of chaos, um, in, in between, uh, in between those things. Um, he also, uh, shows up in King in Black, um, Sue recruits him to help them fight the King in Black and reads like Sue. So I don't want Namor here. And Sue's like, well, that's too bad because uh, we need him. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's at, at some point, um, 
uh, Professor X, like, invited him to Krakoa, and Namor said no, because he's like, I actually know that I am superior to humans, um, and you guys don't, so come talk to me when you have actually accepted in your hearts that you're better than humans, <laughs> and maybe then I'll come to your little island. He... I do, I like, I like Namor. I don't always, like, enjoy Namor, but I like what he adds to comics. I like have. I like having this guy who you never really know what his deal is going to be, but he will insult you no matter what he's doing. Yeah. Gods, I forgot that they gave him a redesign in, like, 2018. <laughs> so I was looking for pictures of him, and I'm like, oh, right, they made him hot. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> hot Namor. It, and then I'm just, like, frantically Googling, like, did they switch him back to the original design, or does current Namor still have, like, <laughs> these, like, chaps? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who reads comics with Namor in them, is he still wearing, like, undersea chaps? <laughs> Please let us know. God. What's he need pants for? Was his little, green, was his little green Speedo not enough for you? Comics? <laughs> also, they gave him, like, a different haircut, and it's like... Why can't he just have his weird extreme haircut? Why does he Why does he have to look at home in a boy band? Come on, Marvel. Yeah, listen. I love boy band looking superheroes as much as the next gal, but Namor's Namor had a pretty iconic haircut, and I think we all just need to accept that. Nope, not everybody in comics has to be pretty. Come on. <laughs> I do, it is a little bit funny to me that we've moved away from, like, the Rob Liefeld era of, like, extremely, like, over-muscled superheroes and more towards, like, maybe they should be pretty. And, like, <laughs> I think many of them should be pretty. I don't think Namor has to be one of them. No, although, like, I feel like they're like, all right. If Namor is still gonna be a dick, we gotta at least make him pretty. What if people stop caring about him? And it's like, look, what he's lived this long. He's lived basically longer than any other Marvel character. And people still like him. People still like the man with the most why are you booing me, I'm right energy. <laughs> of anybody. Somebody has to have drawn that right. <laughs> Namor just coming out of the ocean. Why are you booing me? I'm right. We should destroy humanity. <laughs> oh, iconic. Anyways, um, I know you read some comics. I don't know if you want to talk about them. I completely forgot that I would have to talk about these today. I... I'm trying to remain calm. 
Again, you don't have to. No, I do. I do have to. Okay, okay you do. Uh, ha- we do have to. All right. I am going to say spoilers for Human Target number six. Is that the one that came out next last week? For once, I uh, actually read yes. a recent comic, and therefore I feel like I do have to give a spoiler warning. It's not like, oh yeah, I read this comic from the 80s. It doesn't matter. Uh, Human Target number six, because I saw Chip Zdarsky's newsletter that was like, I heard something happened about Guy Gardner, nobody tell me, I'm just gonna look at this tweet from Twitter user Guy Gardner's bubble butt. Um, Mm -hmm. and I should have just left it at that, but no, I went to the comic shop, and Human Target number six was in my sub box, so I was like, oh, I should find, like, this is... I should find out what happens to Guy Gardner. Mm-hmm. Tom King did murder him. <laughs> With his own two hands. I mean, also, he did. I think I'm less mad about, like, Guy Gardner being killed and more mad about, like. Now, I haven't read every single Guy Gardner comic. Um, because when I tried to do that, I did burn myself out, because <laughs> mm. uh, I was reading a lot of digital comics, but yeah, I have not read every single Guy Gardner comic, but I do know enough that, like, from Justice League International forward, he does grow as a person, and, like, sure, he's, like, still a dick, but not mm. like he was portrayed, in my opinion. And also, fucking, he had... Tom King had the gall to say that he has no friends and no family. This, the man who wielded a pink ring for the love of the Green Lantern Corps... Who he are loves his the core and also his family. And he loves his friends and his family in the core. And here's Tom King saying he has no friends, no family, nobody knew he was here, nobody's gonna look for him. And also, he made Tora do it, basically. And Damn. Of course, the titular human target. Cause the guy was being a dick and he also made him fight Tora, like, for realsies, it felt like. And I'm like, I don't think he would, is the thing. I don't, I don't think he would. I don't think he would. And then the real kicker, Olivia, mm-hmm. he emulated, like, there's, like, one panel where the only thing that he says is one punch. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You do not... <laughs> Get no. to emulate Batman's one punch to kill Mr. Guy Gardner. Give that back, sir. Because the thing is, at that point, Guy was very much like, yeah, he could use a punch in the face. I do not want him to be frozen solid and then have his head punched off. Thank no, you very I much. I want him to be punched on the floor. I don't want him to be punched to death. No. And then, like, I... Then they don't, like, do anything about it. They're just like, well, 
He's dead. Do you think anybody will find out that we murdered this man? I mean, maybe there's there'll be consequences. It's Tom King. There's probably going to be consequences. But like, <laughs> Tom King does love consequences. He did get shattered to ice pieces, and then they showed like one whole page was just them like just speech bubbles over the ice, like slowly melting into a little pile of blood. And I'm like, I should have listened to Mr. Chip Zdarsky. Nobody should have told me what happened to Guy Gardner. I got so um. mad that I was like, I have to read a different book. I went and read naval historical fiction. I'm like, ah, yes, the oceans will call me. Help me, Mr. Patrick O'Brien. Your, your beautiful face. Just looking so serenely off of this cover. Bring me the calm I so desire. Also, I did make a meme. The friendship ended with Tom King. Now Tom Taylor's my best friend. <laughs> um, I am. I am laughing at how much this is like <laughs> handshake meme. Like you, me, Tom King fucking murdered our favorite character and made them evil. <laughs> And, like, one of the clerks that I see at the comic shop all the time is like, Oh, yeah, did you ever, like, watch the original TV show that they based, like, that Human Target is from? And I'm like, no, but, you know, I like Tom King. And (laughs) (laughs) and I heard, and, like, when they first started doing it, um, I heard that, like, a bunch of Justice League International characters were going to be in it. And then... My friend was like, oh, imagine, like, Tom King's take on Guy Gardner, and, like, it was like I was physically struck, just like, oh, no, what's Tom King gonna do with Guy Gardner, who is unfortunately my favorite Green Lantern? (laughs) And and then, like, I read it, and I'm like, I need to go back into the comic shop and hope that this guy is here so I can be all like, remember when I bought this comic and I said that I like Tom King? I do not. <laughs> He's dead to me. I also had the reflexive, like, I need to do a, a Guy Gardner cosplay and then, like, go. <laughs> I need to, like, travel the country to all of Tom King's convention appearances and go to, like, all of his panels and then just sit there in my Guy Gardner cosplay and just, like, straight face, just, like, stare at him, like, look upon your sins. (laughs) 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 Which is not feasible, but I might... You know, make a Guy Gardner cosplay, and if Tom King happens to be going to a convention near me, making sure that that is in my lineup on whatever day I can make to a panel that he is in, <laughs> sir. <laughs> stop, sir. stop in my Tom King's booth and artist alley. Like, hey, why did you murder Guy Gardner? And also in this manner where you said he just like print out the comics panel where he's like, I love the core and just slide it to Tom King. Will you sign this? <laughs> but I didn't write this. I know. Clearly. 
it out, friendship ended with Tom King. Now Tom Taylor is my best friend. And I had Tom King sign it. I mean, to be completely fair, I think you probably would find that pretty funny. <laughs> just, like, have Tom Taylor sign it and Tom King sign it and just be all like, yeah. <laughs> Tom King like, ah, oh, why is this? Well, you did kill Guy Gardner. <laughs> Actually, I should have him sign it in full Guy Gardner cosplay so he knows what it's for. Just immediately <laughs> upon seeing me and the meme. And then do a uh, Superboy <laughs> cosplay while having Tom Taylor sign it. <laughs> Just so they know. They don't have questions. <laughs> they know yeah, what I'm about. They, Although... <laughs> they. They know what they did, for better or worse. <laughs> Although Tom Taylor might be confused about friendship ended with Tom King. <laughs> like, are you mad because Tom <laughs> King didn't make Superman gay? You're like, no. No. That was an unrelated <laughs> issue. I'm mad that he killed Guy Gardner. Next question. <laughs> Alright, did you read any comics? Now that uh, I have gotten off of my Guy Gardner high horse. Yeah, I I was I was reading some comics, but I was just reading more of Batman Dark Victory. Oh, that's um, fair. Yes, which is still good. It's got there is some cop apologism in it, but other than that, and also I mean, it, it's Batman. Yeah, his best friend is Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it is just gonna be in there, but the comic is very very good. Selena's very, very good in it. I love to see her. Um, other than that, I can't recall if there was any comics news I wanted to bring up. Um, again, there probably will be something that gets announced as soon as we're finished recording, but such is life. Um, in the meantime, if you want to keep up with us, uh, you can follow us online on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can uh, send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, you can join us on Discord. We have a Discord server where uh, you can <laughs> see Briar react to uh, the human target in real time. Did you like how um, I went from out-of-context comics to comic spoilers as yeah. soon as I found out what happened? Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was pretty good. Me and out-of-context um, comics. Wow, look at how much they're letting t Ted talk, just rambling about how he could or could not be the murderer. <laughs> ah, comic spoilers. I'm so mad at Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, this extremely good meme is also in there. Um we have a Patreon if you want to support us on there. We recorded our March bonus episode last week where we talked about <laughs> the Batman 2022 for a very long time. We had a lot of thoughts and feelings it's and like opinions. A, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's edited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, you know, take stuff out for content, but, like, that's 
usually there's some like dead air that gets cut. So an hour and a half of just purely us talking about the Batman. <laughs> yeah. One half of the Batman of us talking about the Batman. It, just um, just like always. <laughs> just just like we love to do. Um but it was very fun to record and to talk about. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, consider uh subscribing to our patreon uh if you can't do that or you're not interested in that but you want to support the show in other ways uh leaving a rating and review is very cool if you do that uh telling a friend about the show if you think they would want to listen and as always just coming back and joining us as you have done once again today for capes and japes so we thank you very much I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, I I don't even have anything funny. I'm just still mad at Tom King. <laughs> as always, friendship ended with Tom King. <laughs> <laughs>